Hi, I'm Luann Botta, and I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, everyone. Last week, we started a series where Luann and I just sat here and talked about some of our favorite scriptures, and we didn't get very far, (laughs) mostly because of me, but we're going to continue with that because, again, like we said last week, we want you to know that when we talk about God's Word so much and how important it is, it's because it's been important to us. Yes, Yeah, it's not just some theological thing. We have some rich experiences where God's Word has really transformed us. Mm -hmm. So I just want to kind of introduce this to encourage you about God's Word. Psalm 119 is mostly all about the Word of God, and it's a super long psalm, but I just got through reading it in my quiet times, just section by section, like I take Mm -hmm. a section a day. So there's so much good stuff in there about what God's Word can do for us and what Mm -hmm. it can be to us. And... I just opened my Bible just a second ago to Psalm 119, and this is the one that jumped out at me. It says, Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever mine. Ah, so good. I know. Psalm 119, 98. That's good. We need to be wiser than our enemy right now. Oh, dear Lord, yes. In these times we're in. No, there's no question about it. Yeah. In this hour that we're in right now, and I think we can all see it, as soon as she read it out loud, I'm like, oh, that's it. Deception's going to be sky high. Right. And anybody can be deceived. So we have to be very careful Mm -hmm. as Christians to understand that we cannot let go of this piece of the armor, which is the sword of the spirit, to have clarity over what is happening around us, Mm -hmm. to stop for a second and say, God, what are you saying? What's going on? Mm -hmm. This nation feels like it's ready to fall. But what are you saying? Where are we in this hour? I need to stand with that sword in my hand and pray over this nation with the word of God. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the, how you fight. That's yeah. what you do with that word. I'm on Truth Social. Oh, yeah. Some. So I got involved in a discussion on there under somebody's oh. post. Mm-hmm. There's this group that follows this one person that I follow on there. And they can get off in the weeds about spiritual things. Oh, yeah. So it evolved into this discussion about, well, how can we even know what's true? That kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And they profess to be Christians. Mm-hmm. And yet they're asking questions like, well, can we really know what truth is? So I posted on there and I said, look, I drove my stake in the ground a long time ago yes. that God's word is truth. Mm-hmm. That is the truth I'm living by. That's and right. I said, after 40 something years, I can tell you it works. Yes. Um, because it's true. No, it's good. And if we don't have that foundation, mm-hmm. we're going to be pulled all over the place yes. right now. Yes. Because how can you know what's true? No, you're like, oh, that sounds like truth. Oh, that sounds like the truth. Oh, that might be the truth. Yeah. And it, it becomes this mishmash of yeah. just unstable craziness, yes. basically. No. I, anyway, that's I, why I, yeah. we're focusing on God's Word for this time. I'm up next with uh, <laughs> another one of my favorite verses, and it's Psalm 32, 7. And it says, You are my hiding place. You keep me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. So this is one of David's mm-hmm. psalms. 
And it's one, interestingly enough, that he wrote right after he had confessed his sin with Bathsheba. Okay. Or at least that's what the commentators think. So he's talking about when he didn't confess his sin, his body wasted away. And he was groaning all the Mm -hmm. time because Mm -hmm. he had this horrible, unconfessed sin in his life. The torment. Right. So then he's come clean at this point. Uh, Nathan the prophet had already confronted him. And and so this psalm is kind of his response to Mm -hmm. that repentance process. And in the midst of that, then he says, God, you know, you are my hiding place. You keep me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. I mean, this is a guy who had made a huge couple of mistakes. He went out kind of on his own apart from God and got into some serious trouble. Mm -hmm. So he's realizing, you keep me from trouble. Mm -hmm. He couldn't keep himself from trouble, so he's relying on the Lord. And we're all very much that way. You know what I love, though? If that's true, that that is the reason why he wrote this, Mm -hmm. I love how he calls the Lord his hiding place. I know. Instead of running from from God. He ran to him. Yeah. You know, and I think once he was confronted, I think that really shook him. I think Nathan confronting him shook him back to repentance and whatever. Mm-hmm. But what else is? And you said something about a song. Uh, yeah, he I'll, sing. I'll get I'll to go, that. Go, in just sorry, a minute. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because that's my favorite part of the <laughs> okay. verse. So I was kind of you, you found was, two two verses to talk about singing. But go ahead. I know, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. The whole thing about you keep me from trouble reminds me of this thing I keep saying on this podcast. So forgive me for repeating myself, but it's been so impactful to me that how many things does God protect us from that we never even know about. Oh, mm-hmm. Because you could read that, you keep me from sure. trouble, and you can be mm-hmm. thinking about troubles in your life, and mm-hmm. you're like, well, that isn't true. He didn't keep me from this. Oh. But what I've come to believe and experience is that it's better and more healthy for me to think about all the things that he doesn't let Satan do to me. Yes. That if Satan had free reign in my life, it would look literally like hell. It would be horrible. I <laughs> yeah, get it. Yes. torment and torture and all of that. So the things that God does allow into my life, it's only because he knows that he can use those to build some kind of character in me. I think it chiseled. It helps to chisel. Yeah, to sanctify us, mm -hmm. right? Or for his glory. Yeah. So he doesn't keep us from all trouble. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, because this is David writing it, I think maybe David was thinking about how, well, I got in trouble. Because I didn't do what God wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. So that would remove a whole lot of mess in our lives. If we just are obedient to God, we get ourselves into a lot of trouble. I think we've all been there. I think we all can say that we get ourselves into trouble. But again, I just love to go back to the fact that he did not run from the Lord. He found him as his hiding place, and that which can easily bring you to Psalm 91 under the shadow of his wing, where you find refuge. Mm -hmm. And that's where he went. Even in his shame, Shame. once Nathan's pointed out, he's like, oh, Oh, man. Well, sometimes we need to be humbled. mm -hmm. And maybe David had gotten to the point where God allowed these sins to, again, sanctify him. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, he could have kept David from those sins somehow. Yeah, well, we have free reign. Right. So he's not going to intervene. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's free will. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the songs of deliverance. Okay, Okay. this is the way I've always looked at that. It (laughs) says, you surround me with songs of deliverance. That's part of that scripture, right? Mm -hmm. That was Okay. Right, that's the last part of that scripture. So I always think about it in terms of as we're sitting here right now in my dining room in my house, there are all kinds of radio waves going through here and cell phone waves and TV broadcast waves, but we can't see those things. We can't see those waves, but they're there. And if we had the right equipment, we would be picking those up. Oh, If I had a radio 
that mm-hmm. was tuned to the right thing, then it would pick up some of these invisible waves going through here. Yes. So I imagine this is that God is always surrounding me with songs so, of deliverance, yes. with encouragement, with direction, with wisdom, with, hey, this is the way out of this mess you're in. Mm-hmm. That's but good. you got to have your radio on. No, that's good. If I'm just sitting there and I'm not seeking the Lord and I'm not searching out those songs of deliverance, yes. I don't have my antenna up. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool thing to think that I'm surrounded with songs of deliverance regarding any situation I'm in. They're there. I just have to get tuned in to the right frequency. That's exactly right. That I love, I wrote it down when you were talking, being surrounded. This is what's so good about doing this with these scriptures and kind of pulling them apart, because I think we fly through them. But when you look at them like that, that one scripture right there, you could literally... And I wrote it down because I'm going to do it. You could literally just use that one scripture for two days. Yeah. And that'd be the only thing you bring to the forefront of the mm-hmm. Lord. Remember that song? You are my hiding, hiding place. place. Yeah. You it's, it's, always fill my heart with yeah. yes. songs of, of deliverance. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. Yeah. Yes. So you could sing it for two yeah. days. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> okay. Good stuff. Good, All right, Marianne. You're up again. All right, let me do... Um, okay, this is from Joshua. Okay. The book of Joshua. Okay, this is something that meant everything to me, and I know how much it works. First of all, I just finished the entire book of Joshua. I read it over the weekend. I read every chapter, 24 chapters. So when I'm picking this up, I use this scripture when I was a teacher, and I also use it to this day when I'm praying in my living room. When you want a territory unto the Lord... When I would be at the school, I'd get there before the kids ever got there. I would walk the gym and I would say this scripture. And then I would walk the auditorium and say this scripture. And now I'm in my apartment or my home or whatever, and I'm saying this scripture. And it's it's Joshua 1, 3, and then verses 5, and then also 6a. And to set this up, this is obviously easy to set up. Moses has died. And now Joshua is taking them into the promised land. Moses was not allowed in. All the Israelites, that first 40 years, they died off. The only ones that were going into the promised land, like the Lord said, was the kids of those that died off in the wilderness of those 40 years. Everybody 20 and under, that's how old they were, pretty much. He said the 20 and under were going to be the ones that were going to go. Okay. That's what... God had said. And Joshua and Caleb. And Joshua and Caleb, because they were spying out of land. They were the only ones that said, we can take it. Mm -hmm. We got it. We can take it. And the other ones would bring all a negative report. We can't do this. We can't do that. And then Moses didn't make it into the promised land either. So this is what's happening. And God begins to speak to Joshua, putting him in charge now of the Israelites and what he's going to be doing of all the conquering of nations he's going to do. And it says here, verse 1-3, every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you. Now there's more to that. And he gives him the boundaries that he's going to give him. Mm -hmm. So I don't use those words as they do in there. I talk about the boundaries of the school when I was, I said, Lord, every place that my foot treads, you have given it to me from this gym to the outside, to the soccer field and the football field. And I would just say all of that is territory for him. What do you mean? Every place that my foot treads, God has given it to me as I proclaim it to be his. 
Okay. So when Joshua would go in and defeat Jericho, Mm -hmm. he only went in there because God told him to go. God told him exactly what to do. You walk around there seven times. This is going to be yours. This is Israelites. You are my people, and I'm going to show you how to do this. Mm -hmm. So every place that your foot treads is territory for me. Okay. So every place that my foot tread in that school was territory for God. So those kids were the Lord's. So even now when I pray, Lord, every place that my foot treads and every place you bring me to speak the word, whether it's a podcast, whether it's what I'm doing on Facebook Live, whether it's going to speak at a women's event, whether I'm going to do something with teenagers, every place that my foot treads is territory for you. And then Mm -hmm. it goes on and says, the Lord ends up saying this to Joshua and I say it to myself. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I've been with Moses, I will be with you, Luann. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Hmm. And that's exactly how I pray over myself. That's Mm -hmm. exactly how I prayed over myself with those kids. That's exactly why those kids to this day, 20 some years later, still reach out and still say whatever I said to them in those days, which I cannot even remember, (laughs) but they remember Uh, because I spoke prior to them even getting to school. Every place in my foot treads, Lord, is territory for you. What do you need me to do with these kids? What do you want? Uh And every day was different. I felt like I was never in routine. It was one kid after another, but I do it even now for the ministry that I'm involved in. Uh-huh. Anything that he does for me with ministry, whether it's at the Dollar Tree, whether it's at the doctor's office, I'll say it all the time, Lord, every place that my foot treads is territory for you. I love that. I have said this for, <laughs> I can't even tell you how many years, 30? That gives every day and every minute and everything purpose. Yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I've done that in terms of some little parts of my life when I know I'm going to go somewhere, but I'm not consistent like you're saying, and that really challenges me. That's good. Yeah, I do that a lot. When it says no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life, which means no weapon formed against you will prosper. No one's going to be able to stand before you. Mm -hmm. Do not get offended at times when you could get offended, Lou. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to get offended. I am walking you through this. And then you said, I, you'll not fail me or forsake me and be strong and courageous because this is a hard walk, yeah. you know, when we're constantly being out on the front lines. I believe we're all on the front lines, yeah. especially now. If we're speaking truth in any manner, you're on the front lines. Yeah, that's right. You're on the front lines. If yeah. you're speaking truth in any manner, to any topic, to any degree, you're on the front lines. Yeah, that's right. Yes, in this woke culture that we're sitting in. Yeah, we can get canceled. (laughs) Yeah, yes. So this was the promise that God gave Joshua, and it came to pass. I mean, it just came to pass. Every place that his foot treads was territory for the Lord, and he took much territory in Mm -hmm. in Christ, in God. Took a ton of it. If we would all do this, I know. how would it change our communities or our families? This isn't something that you go and announce out loud everywhere you go. no. No, 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 no. It's a silent battle. Mm -hmm. You know, know I do door dash on occasion, and sometimes I will say, Lord, every place that my foot treads today is territory for you. Take me to the right house. Take me to the right restaurant. Do whatever you want to do, and I'll be whatever you want me to be. You know, I think in God's army, you're like a Navy SEAL. (laughs) I'm like a JAG officer. (laughs) I always wanted to be a JAG officer, but um, a Navy SEAL would scare me because they get into danger. But no. I mean, but you get into danger by having 
having this warrior mentality. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's not really danger, you know no, what I'm saying? Yes. But it's it's a battle. Yes. You get scarred. Yeah. Before we started recording, we were sharing stories about getting scarred over the years from spiritual battles. Yes, correct. Yeah. Very much so. I have said that for many, many years, and oh, I still say it today. Great. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My next one is again, an unusual one (laughs) because it's one of the greetings of the letters in the New Testament. And usually those first verses, you just kind of blow off. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Let me get to the good stuff here. But this is the first verse of the book of Jude. Yeah. (laughs) Not bad, Jude. Different Jude. All right. Now I got that song stuck in my head. Says everybody else. Okay. All right. It says, Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are the called, beloved in God the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ. So just a little background. Jude, they think, was probably the half-brother of Jesus. Yep. And, you know, his brothers didn't really embrace his call, his mission, or who he was until after the resurrection. Mm -hmm. So Jude was kind of late to the game as far as that goes. But his purpose in this letter in the book of Jude was that he wanted to expose all the false teachers that had already gotten into the church. I mean, this church is in its infancy and Mm -hmm. already there's deceivers and infiltrators. So Mm -hmm. yeah, just like today. And he wanted to encourage Christians to really stand firm and to, to fight for what was true. That's not so to get good. lazy about so that. Yeah. The reason that I picked this verse and why I love it so much is because of the way that we are described there. If you're a bondservant of Christ, which if you mm-hmm. have accepted Christ as your Savior, then that describes you. It says that you are called, beloved, and kept. Uh, I so, wrote them down while you were talking. Yeah, I just want to dig into that so just good. a tiny bit. First of all, we are called... You know, if you read through the Gospels, it always astounds me how Jesus would just walk up to Matthew in his tax collecting booth and say, mm. follow me. Yes. And Matthew left everything and followed him. We don't have any details there no, in heaven. I'm going to be interviewing people like 24 <laughs> seven. Tell me what it was like. Yeah. yeah. I know why. I mean, what, <laughs> what had happened in your heart that got you ready to follow this mm-hmm. guy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or John and James left their boats. And no, they did. What we read is that he just walked up to everyday people, fishermen, tax collectors, whoever, and just said, follow me. And they followed him. But in a sense, the same thing happened to us. Yes. You know, at some point we recognized that Jesus was calling us and we said, yeah, I'm going to follow you. Mm-hmm. And that's good. No, that's so good. we are those called people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just really made it personal that he called me personally. <laughs> He's calling each one of us. Well, I think that this way, when you say bond servant, you know, what's a bond? It's something that is tightly knit. Mm-hmm. So he's calling us bond servants, which were tightly knit unto the Lord. Right. And then he says, we're called beloved and kept. Yeah. Oh, I know. And just, that's good. Yeah. That's uh, really. And the whole bond servant thing too. Wasn't that the arrangement where they've chosen to be a servant? They're not like oh, slaves yeah, not that slaves, are captured correct. from some other people. Right, right, they have, right. for whatever chosen reason, to be chosen to be a bond servant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's voluntary and then they become very loyal yes. most of the time for life. So. Yes. Okay, so that's called beloved. It says we are beloved in God the Father. Obviously, that just means we're greatly loved mm-hmm. and dear to His heart. And in John 17, 23, this is just a paraphrase, but it actually is saying that the Father loves us yes. just as He loves Jesus. Try to wrap your brain around that. I can't even imagine I can't that, but I, we are as much a part of the family of God as Jesus 
who is God, <laughs> that he's <laughs> yes. our older brother in the family. That's how he That's described how, himself. Yes. People turn to so many different things to dull the pain they feel because they don't feel loved. Yeah. How incredible the truth is that no matter what people do to us or how unloved people can make us feel, we have this foundation that we can know yes. that we are beloved. Yes, we are. Yeah, he's not mad. No, no, I know. <laughs> Which is, you know, I think that is like the best tool that the enemy has ever used. Accuse God that he's not loving and that we can't get to him because of anything we've done, mm-hmm. which is the complete lie. But he's used it with Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. He uses it to us to this day. He accuses God in every way he can, especially his love, because so often we'll say, or someone will say, does God not care? And that questions his love. Yeah. So yet he's always calling us beloved. The only way we can really wrap our brains around that too, is to realize that his love is very different than our love. Ours is so much more superficial. So when people say, or when I say, or when I think, God, don't you care? If you loved me, how could you let this happen? Well, we just can't see what he sees. No. We can't know what he knows. That's right. No, that's good. All right. That's and good. the third description I there like in Jude one. was that I we are kept. This. Yes. All right. And the word kept means to attend to carefully, to take care of. So obviously it doesn't mean we're never going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And yet we have this assurance that the most important thing in our life is where we're going to spend eternity. And that's been settled if we've accepted Christ. And so then he's going to keep us. He says, no one can snatch you out of my hand. Mm, Right. So So we don't have to respond to the invitation every Sunday morning (laughs) and go forward for salvation. Correct. You know, I was just talking to a friend the other day. I was with a group of ladies and, and one of the ladies was saying that she still struggles. She's been a believer for many years with this, you know, am I really, am I really saved? And this should settle it that Mm -hmm. he keeps us. Yeah. I'm sorry. I get it. Once we're in the family. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that if we had to do a survey and we asked about what people felt about being loved and kept in the Mm -hmm. Lord, where they're truly the saints of God, what the answers would be. Mm-hmm. I think it would be like your friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to imagine a perfect, holy God loving the likes of me yeah. <laughs> or any of us. Yes, but right. he just does. But he just does yes. because we're his. That That's is good. Jude 1.1. 1, 1. I like that. That was good. I think we have time maybe for one Do we? One okay. more. Or we have timer issues here because yeah. I keep forgetting to start it. <laughs> so I feel like we probably have enough time for one more. Yeah. You want to do it? Because I think this is too long. Yours is too long? Yeah. All right. So the, the next one I had picked was Isaiah 58, 11. And it says, And the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places Mm. and give strength to your bones. And you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And again, Isaiah was is just like Zephaniah, where he was having to lower the boom on him yeah. <laughs> about all their sin and things were just a mess. Now, why did you choose this one? There's um, a reason why you chose it? Yeah, I guess because especially the last part, you'll be like a watered garden mm-hmm. and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And at this point in my life, I don't want to dry up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want things in the scripture to become old or mm-hmm. stale. And I, I don't 
want to stop feeling like God can use me to water other people Oh yeah, sure. in their faith. Mm-hmm. And so this promise is just fantastic to me. Like yes. it doesn't really matter how old I am. There's always going to be people who need to be encouraged. You know, if I'm in the Lord, I'll always have something to offer. Something to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It may look different at different times in our lives, yes. but I made me think of the woman at the well, and I know oh, you mm-hmm. talk about her a lot. I like her. the living water, and it says yes. that you're not gonna. You I know. like her because she was honest with the Lord, number one, and she was delivered right on that spot. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, as soon as he told her about her life and that she had been with all these men, and the guy she was with wasn't her husband, she said, "I perceive you being a prophet." She just got a revelation. And her eyes were just open. Mm-hmm. And when she ran from that place, that's why I like her so much. This is what's so awesome about the Lord. You can come to him in one manner and then leave his presence in another. And that's exactly what that scripture is saying. Yeah. I think too, the the promise that he will continually guide yes. me mm-hmm. is huge. Yes. I do some counseling and I oh. can't be with the people yeah. I meet with all the time. Yeah. No counselor can. They right. can't. They're not available all the time. Their wisdom is limited. You know yes. all these things. But we have the perfect counselor <laughs> who's saying here, "I will continually guide you." That's and right. again, it kind of comes back to the we were talking about pressing into the Lord, mm-hmm. and if you seek me, you'll find me, and yeah. I will be found by you. Yes, uh, it's that same thing. His so. guidance is there. Mm-hmm. We just have to seek it. Yes. To the the thing about I'll satisfy your desire in scorched, scorched places. places. I think we've all felt like we've been in scorched places. Yes. And I think the reason that we don't sometimes get out of those places more quickly is that we're looking for other things to satisfy us. Yeah. And he's saying, I will satisfy you mm-hmm. when you're in that place. Yeah. Don't look to other things to get you out of this or to, right. to satisfy that. That's that good. Hunger. No, that's good. And scorched yeah. places is when you're struggling. Mm, yeah. He's getting you out of a hard place. Yeah. Like the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's good. That's mm-hmm. a great scripture. I, right. I remember that one. <laughs> okay. Well, I think probably it's hard to tell because our timer is off. Yeah. No, but it's probably good. I'm, you know, summoning my Yoda powers <laughs> since that we're at 29 minutes and 37 seconds. <laughs> So we'll close this and we'll take it up again next week with some more verses. Yes. And you know what, ladies, we hope this is bringing you unquenchable hope. Pray that you're hearing the positive of the word of God. Yeah. And it's penetrating your own spirit and your own heart today. Yeah. And motivating us all to get in the word and use the word and trust the word. Dig in. Yes. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too. So please share it and share some hope.